Um, I wanted to talk about um, being watchful. This is what I felt like it led to do today. Um, <coughs> so my title is Being, Be a Watchman. Okay. First of all, walls are secure to secure and protect things, important things, people, places, being the most important thing to protect. So walls do work to, the Bible had always built walls around their cities, high walls, and they always would put a watchman on these walls. So we they needed watchmen to be on these walls, and the word watchman means one who watches, one who looks out. Watchmen in the Bible were guards responsible for protecting their towns, people, military, from surprise attacks and of any dangers. They protected their vineyards and their land and crops. So the position of a watchman was always high on the wall so they could see at a distance. And they also acted as sentinels who announced the start of a new day. They were also prophets to warn people of their disobedience and impeding judgment if they did not repent and turn back to God. And they also urged people to live faithfully in a life honoring God. So when we think about those things, we can just apply those things in our life today. We need to be able to be seeing clearly ahead. And God gives us gifts of the Spirit to show us things that are coming. And uh, we need also gatekeepers for the towns and the cities, that not just the wall, but the, the gatekeepers, the le what they would allow in. If you think about it, a uh, watchman has a position to be able to see at a far distance before it gets too close to be a, a dire threat. And so I was thinking about how we need to be a watchman about our lives, uh, our families, and how we live our lives. So we just have to be on guard. Um, <coughs> First Peter 5.8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And sometimes we can get so caught up in what are things that are going on in our lives and problems and things that we're just consumed with that we forget to look out for danger and we can be caught off guard. So we have to be sober and alert. And I looked up the word alert. You know me, I'm always into definitions and I think it's helpful because when you look at the word and the meaning, it brings it to light more of how we to are to look at that. To be alert is to be ready watching so that calamity and tragedy do not overtake us. This is from the Bible meaning of alert. Sober, I like this one too, behave in an orderly manner, serious, sane, which I had to laugh because there's a lot of insanity going on. <laughs> if we look around, there's a lot of insanity going around right now. Um, Sound-minded, self-disciplined, and prudent. So, as Christians, we need to be like uh, the sons of Issachar. In First Chronicles 12, 32, it talks about men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. So 
it's like we are seeing things happening in our world right now. And we as Christians, if you know what's in the word and what prophecy talks about, pastor's been talking about a lot of neat things about the times and things that are going on in the world and in our lives, really. So we have to be careful and we have to know and see the signs. And if we have the Holy Spirit within us, we'll, we'll start to recognize those signs. It won't take much for us because as believers, we have Christ in us. We have the Holy Spirit directing and teaching us and guiding us. A lot of people are still slumbering and sleeping because they don't have that in their lives. They don't have Jesus in their lives. But we have that ability to do that. So we, are all, all of us as Christians, are called to be watchmen. <coughs> And it calls for wisdom and understanding and instruction from God because God's the only one who knows our future. He knows the future of our children. He knows the future of our whole nation and our world. And that's why he wrote his book to us because he gives us the instruction. And being alert is another way of being watchful. So some of the ways we can be watchful um, is being vigilant and staying awake because it says be sober and alert. And we can't be a watchman if we're sleeping on the job. And being a watchman at those times, they didn't get, to, I don't think they would take a break because they were at danger at all levels and times of the day and night. So, and just as a guard, if you have a guard, a security guard watching a business or watching something, you're gonna have shifts of people always taking their turn to watch. And we can't be distracted and go to sleep and we're not paying attention. <coughs> and I think that's why there was so much warning in the Bible. Because if you read First and Second Peter, there's so much in there about warning, warning, warning. We're seeing warning signs. And let's face it, we see the signs of the, we are, we are in the end times right now. But that's okay, we need to be a watchman because remember, there are duties of a watchman. Um, remember I said what the meaning of a watchman was? It was to look out, look afar, to warn, and also to announce the start of a new day. So it's not all bad, but we have to be alert and sober to see what's going on. Now, as I was writing all this, because I did a whole sermon, I said to someone, I did a whole sermon in my bed this morning before I got up, because it's so easy to just say these things when you're laying there thinking, yes, yes, yes. But then when it comes down to the paper, it's like, but we have to be so careful that we're not allowing things to get infiltrated into our lives and into our families, into our children. So we're called to be watchmen. The church overseer is a watchman for the flock. Uh, the spiritual leader of a family is to be a watchman for the family. A parent or parents are to be watchmen for their children. It entails everything. And if we're not careful and paying attention, because I just wa heard a part where uh, Sunday school was talking about all the avenues of communication we have. We have the media of all kinds. And how many people are on their phone or watching Netflix or TV or whatever? What's coming in? Are we guarding it? Are we watching? 
we having gaming all the time, the gaming things with the kids, it's hard because once they get involved with that, that's what they want to do. And sometimes things are coming in that we're not putting that gatekeeping and watching on the wall for what's coming in. Because it may seem like it's nothing, but it can be something. Um, so we have to be constantly on the lookout, especially for those signs of danger. Because, like I said, the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. He's looking for those weak areas in the wall. He's looking for those weaknesses that sort of are apathetic to addressing a situation for fear of upsetting someone. And you're, you know, how many times those of us who are parents, when we told the kids, no, you're not going to be allowed to do that, we heard the squabble and the fighting. Well, why not? Because we, as overseers of our family, are to be accountable to lead and instruct our kids and in how we have to warn them about the dangers of things. <coughs> Being a parent is one of the hardest things, I think, in the world. So those of you who are parents, uh, we uh, can all agree on that. Um, Colossians 4.2 says, to devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and being thankful. So we just went through Thanksgiving and being thankful. And we should be thankful for all things. Even in situations that are bad, that are very heartbreaking, there's things that are going on where we see this that are more available for us to see on TV. We see the things that are going on in Israel. We see the, the destruction. And we see the things that are happening in our nation. And it's so, it can be very overwhelming. But if we devote ourselves to prayer and being vigilant and watching what is going on in the world, if God's showing us these things, it's helping us to be able to pray about it. And we need God's instruction to tell us what's really going on. We need God to tell us what to pray about and how to pray. We have the tools. We have the ability to watch and see these things. We have the ability to be praying about these things and to be involved in these situations with our everyday life. Every one of us is important. But being a watchman doesn't just mean looking for the warning signs of the danger. It's announcing it. And I see right now that a lot of times people, how can I say, we can't be silent with the truth. If we are to warn, and we also are to spread the gospel. So if we are to love people, which I'll get to that in another, do everything in love, if we love people enough and to do the Great Commission, we're to be able to sound out what is true, to save the lost and bring them in. But if we are staying silent against the lies of the enemy, putting all these things into our, our culture and trying to say God's not important, just leave God out of it. That's 
Satan's tactic, and he's slowly, slowly working it in in different ways. So prayer and intercession is very important. And I know that's every time I used to hear on prayer, 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 it's like, yeah, yeah, pray, pray. But you know what? The more I see how important it is, the more I am really stressing the point of prayer. Not just general prayers, specific prayers that we as the church, as the body, need to be praying about because we can change the course of things in our own lives if we are praying. God hears our prayers. They are like an incense bowl to him. He hears them and keeps them. Um, But we have to see what God is telling us to pray about and what he is doing So it's like, okay, Lord, what are you doing in this situation? Help me to see what you're doing. Help me to know the signs that are maybe I'm being misled. Maybe I'm being deceived and believing myself over what you're saying. And we have to always go back to the word. In 1 Peter 4, um, 7 and 8, says, the, sin, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and be of sober mind so that you may pray, and above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Because I find it hard, I'll be honest, it's hard to pray for our enemies. But God wants us to. And in all situations, love each other dearly because love does cover over a multitude of sins. Now, we're not to love evil, because that's a whole different thing. We hate evil. We hate what Satan does. We hate what he's doing to our kids. We hate what he's doing to the truth. We hate how he tries to put people in fear. And that's, the enemy loves it. You can tell I'm getting angry all over again. (laughs) But you know what? We should be angry. We should be having a righteous anger because of what Satan is trying to do, and he's trying to trick us to fall into being sleepy and not alert and not sober. So the end of all time is near. Okay, well, we've been hearing that, and we know that, but we are living in the end times. And if you look at all the things that have been happening, and if you take note and watch and look and look at the prophecies in the Bible, They're all coming to fruition. They're coming out in real life, like happening. So we are to be watchful also for the coming of the Lord. And we want to have everyone warned for this time because God doesn't want anyone to to not be saved. He wants all to come. It's open to everybody. But we have to be willing to be a voice, a trumpet, on the wall, watching and warning, in love, and sometimes it's hard because we can let anger set in about things, but we still have to be able to do what the Father wants. So being a watchman, um, like I said, it, we don't, we're vigilant and we're on a constant lookout. That doesn't mean we don't do anything else. You have to do our daily life everything routines but we have to have that tuned in time to be hmm wait what did i hear something's going on wait that's not right 
pick it up right away and start, you know what, if God leads you to pray about that situation, then do it. Because prayer is a powerful weapon. That is one of the weapons that we have with the armor of God, the sword of the Spirit. His word is our weapon. And if he can speak things into existence by his word, his word that comes through us has power. So being a watchman, we need to have clear vision to see before it gets too close. Like I said before, we don't want it at our doorstep. We want to see it before it gets too close. And I can't find it, and don't quote me, I'm just, I, I, it seems to me that I've read that a lot of times they would send a scout out to meet. Are you peace? Are you for us or who you are? You've got to discern that before it gets too close because then it's too late. You're at a situation that's out of control. Um, and watchmen, uh, we, we have holidays, good holidays that all involve around Christ. We have our Thanksgiving, which really is a, to be honoring Christ and giving thanks to him. We have our holidays of Christmas coming up. It's all about Jesus. We have the resurrection of Easter, of his life, of his resurrection, the hope and what is for salvation. But we can't let holidays distract us from being alert. We still got to be careful and watch. So we are the church, so we are to be watchful. And our mission as the church, we are called to be a watchman. We are called to be salt and light. We're called to be the light of the world. We're called to be in the Great Commission to spread the gospel, live a life that is godly. And we're to be called um, uh, his ambassadors. So we have these attacks that Satan loves to use. And I see it happening, but I'm going to go through it and we'll just look at it. Satan loves to attack unity. He doesn't like unity. He likes to cause division. We can see it in many churches. We can see it in families. Look how many people have divorced or separated or, or dividing the family because of politics or dividing because of ideas. He wants to divide. Um, he wants to divide the... Uh, he wants to redefine. That just came to me. Thank you. He wants to redefine a family. He wants to redefine words. He wants to redirect our thoughts. He causes division. A house divided will fall. He wants to attack our faith. So who do we really trust? Do we trust in ourselves to figure things out? Do we trust in man? Do we trust in the government? Do we trust in a person? Or do we trust in God? Our faith in who we trust in will show by how we act and live. He wants to destroy our hearts. Like I said, he wants us to grow cold and indifferent and say, eh, that's not my problem. He wants us to have a hardened heart, which we talked about those before. 
He wants to attack unity in our nation. We are to be, if you think about it, we are called the United States. So that would be nice to have everyone unite. <laughs> um, so he attacks the political environment. He attacks our culture of how we run our laws and justice. He attacks truth by deception and all kinds of teaching. He attacks our hope by wearing us down, trying to make us give up. Well, this isn't working. I've been trying. I've been praying. I don't see any results. He wants to just say, have you say, I give up. What about the persistent widow? She didn't give up. She kept going. He was an unjust, ungodly judge. He didn't care. And he wants to destroy our spiritual growth. Just stay happy where you are. You don't need to be accountable for anything. See, these are all things that he likes to do. But we're not... We're clever to his schemes. And we should be anyway. So how can we protect ourselves from these attacks? Okay, so now we're going to go on a positive note. <laughs> I always like to bring forth the warnings, but yet there's a positive side of what we can do. So if we go to 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. Um, yeah. It says, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. So if we're to be on our guard, we have to, like I said, be alert and watchful. And we don't want to allow anything to slip in, sneaks in subtly. We've got to be watching. Stand firm. This is where it gets a little tricky. Because a lot of times we cave in. It says in Romans, do, do you not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we don't want to conform to the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we need to be able to stand firm in what we believe. The true gospel. And we don't want to hear another gospel. Because there are... Paul warned about another gospel, the true gospel. Jesus Christ gave us the message of his salvation, and only through him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father to be saved. Um, be courageous. Well, it's, it takes a lot of courage to stand up against a lot of people saying false things, because... There is intimidation involved and people-pleasing because we don't want to hurt anyone, you know. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But yet, if we love everything, if everyone, it says, do everything in love. If we love someone, we want to tell them the truth and warn them. It's not by our decrees and laws. It's by God's law. Be strong. Well, that's because we cannot, it says, uh, not by might, but not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We try to do a lot of things in our own might. We try to do a lot of things in our own power. But it won't work if we don't rely on him. Because a lot of times we can get into a lot of trouble when we try to do it our way. 
But God has a higher way. His thoughts and ways are high above our ways. And do everything in love. This was something I thought, I know, the Lord told me this one time when I was praying about things. And he said, don't let anger keep you from um, praying for your enemy. Because, like I said, hate the sin, not the people. Because a lot of people are influenced by these attacks from Satan. It's not, they're either ignorant to the truth, and if they're willingly doing it, then that's for God to deal with. But we have to be able to face that with them. So, <clears throat> and don't be afraid to be honest because being honest is loving pers a person. Be tr being truthful is loving them. And I added this on my own. Put on the armor because if we go to Ephesians 6, 10 and 18, we all know what the armor pieces are. We go through the helmet of salvation, the breastplate, the belt of truth, and all that, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the shoes that take the gospel with peace, okay? But if you look, well, first let's go to the first, and I jumped ahead of myself. Verse 10 says, Finally be strong in the Lord, and in his mighty power. Then he talks about putting on the whole armor. But if you look at verse 18, after all the pieces are put on, we can't forget this part, and pray in the spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we need to pray for each other. We need to pray in the spirit on all occasions whether it's bad or good, <laughs> be thankful, and put on the armor every day. Okay. <clears throat> I saw a list of this in a write-up somewhere I looked at one time, and I thought it was good. So these are the watch-outs that were listed in the Bible. Watch out. Okay. Watch. We are not deceived. Watch out for false prophets. Watch out for false teachers. Watch out for fa the false messiahs. Watch out for those that cause divisions. And watch your life and teaching clearly. We need a ses sense of urgency. And if even remember how Nehemiah was building the wall. They were finally building the wall. They had the workers. But each person was assigned a part of that wall. And it was where their families were. And one would always be on watch while the other was building. And they also had a sword in one hand and materials of building in the other. So even when they were busy building the wall for protection, they still had their sword. So we need to be the same way. We still go through life building our wall of protection going into that strong tower of the Lord. He is our strong tower. But also being aware and being ready with the weapon of the word of God and by his spirit. Because Jesus warns us in Matthew 25, 13, keep watch because you do not know the day of the Lord's return. He's talking about the day he's coming back for his bride. So it's all like it's, being cautious and looking for danger, 
but it's also sounding the alarm for, hey, he's coming back, and we don't know when. So we need to be ready. He's coming for his bride, and we are his bride. So we are to be expectant and watching for him and being ready. So my prayer is that we be the watchman who looks out and warns, but also announces a new day, a new heaven, a new earth, and all of his children and us together with him forever in the end. Amen? Let's pray. Lord God, Father, we just thank you for everything that you equip us with. You give us insight. You give us your word. You give us prophecy. You give us understanding and direction. Lord, help us to be more uh, vigilant and watching and looking and being cautious for those things that the enemy tries to use against us. Lord, we know that we have your power we have the ability. You give us everything we need. We thank you for the gift of salvation. And we are looking forward to that time when you do return to us to take us with you, Lord. And we thank you for being so good to us. And we just pray for your covering of your protection for each one of us and our families, Lord. Help us to learn how to pray. Teach us what to pray. And Lord, we just want to draw closer to you until we see you again. In Jesus' name, amen.